Pistol shots ring out in a barroom night Into Betty Valentine from the upper hall She sees a bartender in a pool of blood Cries out, my God, they've killed them all Here comes the story of the hurricane The man the authorities came to Greetings and salutations. Welcome to episode number 32 of the Average Man Podcast. This is a cyclone podcast. Yes, that song's called Hurricane. Um, I couldn't find any good songs with the na- with the word cyclone in the name. So I went for the next best thing and um, got, got a hurricane. So just, you know, you have to deal with it. Um, as I said, welcome. Greetings, uh, this is number episode number 32. I don't really know what salutations means, um, but I'm assuming it means like welcome. So you'd say like, greetings, welcome. Instead I say greetings and salutations. No idea what it means. Maybe one day I'll be smart enough to figure it out. But anyway, how you going? Uh, it's Saturday, March the 23rd, and we are in the midst of a tropical cyclone. Severe tropical cyclone Veronica, to be precise. Um, we went on red alert about 3 p.m. this afternoon, but I'll get into all that a little bit later. First of all, I'd like to do my shout-outs, as usual, to give props to people around uh, around the place and around the town and some guys down in Perth and things like that who are supporting me and who I'm supporting. And, um, yeah, got a little bit of a network networking community going. So, um, yeah, I'll start by doing my shout-outs, as always. Uh, I would like to have a big shout out to Two Way Hire Services, and if I can just, if I can just hold for one second, while my little um, uh, uh, spiel of them comes up, so I can read it. It's loading. Um, yes, Two Way Hire Services are your family owned and operated two way radio supplier. They ship throughout WA free of charge. So yes, they can service you up here in the Pilbara for personal or or um, business fleet. Um, uh, two-way radios uh, so whether you need a portable handheld radio cb radio for your vehicle or antenna two-way hire services will keep you connected find them on facebook instagram or at www.twhs.com.au these guys are also connected to perth hire who are um yeah a, a new hire mob in perth hiring out specifically sort of um uh, uh tools and consumables for the concrete uh, industry so things like uh, honing polishing cutting and drilling equipment and and as i said um, consumables as well and they've got a really knowledgeable group of guys in there who know what they're talking about they can give you some basic training and uh, information on the tools that you need to hire and and and, uh, manufacturers sort of um, information uh, as well and um, yeah like I know these guys personally, I've known them for, for, for like many years, and uh, I know that they're the, like one. They really know what they're doing. They, they've got a, a good business 
ethic, a good business model. And um, yeah, if you need to hire anything down in Perth for construction or concreting industry specifically, get hold of Perth Hire, Instagram, Facebook as well, and also two-way hire services, as I previously mentioned. So these guys, um, you really know what they're doing. They've got a good team of guys working there behind them. They're very knowledgeable and... um, yeah, uh, very competitive with their prices. So also would like to shout out, as always, to Captured by Carlos. Uh, he's a local photographer up here in Headland, and he's a two-time Average Man podcast alumni. Carlos and I like to catch up every now and then, have a little bit of a yarn about what's going on, and we sort of stay in touch online as, as well. And um, I'm really all about supporting this dude. He's really passionate and, and um, hardworking and, and talented as well. He's really good at what he does. Takes a lot of good photos. He's got a few little contracts for, for um, companies around town as well as just doing his personal photos from his travels around the world and around the Pilbara and things like that. Uh, he's also doing some family photos uh, lately. Uh, I've been in contact with him. We're going to get some family photos done by him over the next month or so. I was kind of waiting for the weather to cool down a little bit and chill out so we can get outside and take some nice family photos without sort of sweating our ring out. So, um, yeah, keep an eye out for him. He's on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, he does like live feeds on Facebook as well. And, yeah, he's got a really good Instagram, Facebook page. You go there and check out his work. And, and he's always really positive and motivational and, and just out there sort of sort of doing the damn thing. So get hold of Captured by Carlos. Check him out. Give him a like and a follow and, and some support as well. As also as always, I'd also like to shout out to PCC Productions, the audiovisual specialists up here in the Pilbara. Um, Brad Holder is the man behind uh, the scenes there. They, uh, they, they hire out equipment, um, recording uh, they have a recording studio in Wedgefield as well. They do sound engineering and all sorts of things for for any live events that come to town, music events. Um, uh, they do the Marble Bar and the Headland sort of races as well as like you know stand up comedy events, corporate events, people having sort of um, corporate events at, at um, a, a, a um, an area around one of the areas around town. These guys normally do the hire out equipment for that and, and do setups, stage setups, equipment setups, sound desk setups, things like that. And they've also got a recording uh, studio in Wedgefield there where they're recording people's um, music. And I've, I've walked in, you know, there and, and they've been set up for audiobook readings and things like that as well. So really diverse and, and getting amongst all the um, different sort of live events in town. Most notably coming up. Uh, in um, the next month or next few weeks will be Dan Sultan on the 5th of April at the uh, Matt Dan Theatre. Dan Sultan's coming to, to um, perform some songs from his Avery Takes tour that he's taking around the country at the moment. So if you're available and you're free and you're a fan, get down there and see Dan Sultan. Uh, he's a legend. He's got great great music, great voice, great sound. So, um, yeah, I think that's going to be a really good one to st- sort of start the, the next season it should be cooling off pretty soon as we've mentioned so the season of music and and um, outdoor events and things like that should be kicking off again in the next month or so and that's a a good way to kick it off so yeah get hold of uh pcc productions on instagram facebook also check them out like share and uh follow those guys too as always i'd like to shout out to shafted spearfishing too my boys lukey and zam are a local spearfishing crew in town I know that Zam's off on a, like a six-month holiday at the moment, and um, 
yeah, with the weather being as it is lately, and I know that they haven't had a whole lot of action underwater, so I'm just waiting for those dudes to get back into gear, re-engage, and, um, re-engage, sorry, and uh, get some more photos and, and videos and things like that going, and hopefully get me, myself, out there with them underwater one time as well, and we can do that podcast I've been talking about for a little while. So that's all the shout-outs. And um, yeah, just going to jump straight into the podcast now and, and, and um, have a little bit of a yarn about uh, cycl- Tropical Cyclone Veronica. So we went to Red Alert, as I mentioned earlier, at about 3pm this afternoon. Um, so we kind of spent, people around town spent Thursday and Friday uh, getting their yards and things uh, ready. So uh, we actually worked through Thursday and then started doing the yard tie down at work on Friday morning. So we all kind of went in there and started strapping everything down and getting everything loose, um, gathered up and put into the sheds, all the vehicles and the plant and everything like that was all gathered up and put into the sheds at work. Um, yeah, just trying to make sure we get rid of any any projectiles and anything that could be damaged of ours, just sort of locked away and strapped down. And, and then we came home on Friday afternoon and started working on the house and that sort of took me through till about midday today actually tidying everything up and man there's a lot of work <laughs> that goes into it hey and we've been here in town before in the past where we've done these big like clean ups tie downs get ev- got everything ready for a cyclone and it kind of it misses you or it fizzles out or, or something along those lines and it's such a hassle man but it it kind of became apparent pretty early on this time around that that Cyclone Veronica wasn't going to miss us and she wasn't messing around either. She wasn't going to fizzle out and it's kind of, um, it's going to be a category four still by the time, by the time it hits us. So, uh, it's a big cyclone, man. Like they're talking about, um, wind gusts of like 230, 240 kilometers an hour with sustained wind, um, of like 100 speeds sustained wind speeds of like 170 kilometers an hour and then because of how slow moving this cyclone is they're talking about it being you know around those kind of winds being in the area for like up to 12 hours so there's a lot of strong wind for a long period of time it's going to you know undoubtedly do a fair bit of damage around town so it's a you know it's pretty important to get things all tied down and wrapped up as good as 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 you can and um really hope for the best <laughs> once you've done that uh the other problem with the uh cyclone like this is that you get a storm surge with the the weather that comes in so um what we'd normally have uh it, we've got big ties up here as it is and i'm not sure exactly why it 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 lifts the tyres as uh, as high as it does when you have, have a cyclone come through. But, um, so, we've got the biggest tides of the year this weekend falling directly on a high tide when this cyclone is due to hit. So, the tide will be 7.4 metres on the, on the high tide. And then they're saying there's a 4 metre storm surge. So, that basically means the tide's going to be 11 metres higher from its low, from its low point. Uh, when it comes in and and you know, and the cyclone hits at the same time, so that's that's just massive, man. That's huge. Like uh, we're in a in a spot here. We're actually like one house back from the coast. So all those people that follow my Instagram page and things like that, and I'm always posting pictures and bragging about the view out the front with with the ocean, you know, and and the being one sort of house away from the ocean and things like that. Well, that's kind of works a little bit against you when you're. 
sit through a cyclone because we're going to cop the full brunt of the weather that comes straight off the ocean. On one hand, it's kind of you, you have to look at it like that, and then on, on the other hand, you've got to look at it like, um, well, at least we don't, we're not surrounded by a, a ton of other houses in the direction that the wind's coming from, throwing projectiles and things like that towards our house, and we are up on the big on a big bank. So I said that there's seven point four meter tides, and they came in today at about lunchtime, and there's still a few meters drop off between that and the top of the dunes out the front of our house so we're actually out of the storm surge zone they have these maps that town of port headland put out and you can go in there and look and see where the storm surge zones are and things like that and basically what parts of town are going to be underwater and what parts of towns uh, are going to be okay so a bunch of people have been evacuated man people who are in low-lying areas and shit like that and it's actually when you look at the map it's actually i mean at least 50 percent of Port Hedland itself, not South Hedland, but at least 50% of Port Hedland and all of Wedgefield, which is our industrial area up here, they're all, like, it's all going to be underwater, man. There's huge amounts of people who are being evacuated or, or advised to be evacuated and things like that. And I mean, they've been delivering extra sandbags to town. You see at the town of Port Hedland, Gratwick Aquatic Centre and things like that, people are out there shoveling sand as late as this afternoon or, or sort of early, late, late late morning today shoving all these sandbags filling them up to take out and jump around their doors and things like that and it's, it's going to be a big a big deal man it's pretty pretty crazy so on the one hand it's kind of exciting and things like that as well you know we've done all the prep work that we can do stripping the yard out of all small things that can fly around the place strapping everything big and heavy down and strapping as many things together as possible and bringing all of our plants and pot plants and all that kind of shit anything we don't want damaged just bringing it all inside i took my boat my tinny, um, my work trailer and my ute to, to work to the yard in south and lock them all in the big shed so they should all be pretty sweet and um, yeah basically now we're at the stage where we've just got to sit down kick back and ride it out and it's going to be a little bit boring man because of how slow moving this cycling is we're going to be indoors for I mean we've been in indoors since about two or three o'clock this afternoon it's going to be you know till tomorrow evening probably at least before they call through an alert, so, oh, excuse me, sorry, yawning, <laughs> how rude, but yeah, so it's, um, it's pretty, pretty flat out, man, but, um, it's funny watching some of the media coverage, and then people who, who friends and family and things down in Perth, the, the view that they get of this cyclone from watching the media coverage and things like that, because those guys, man, like, they're, they're, they're kind of just fear-mongerers, they love something like this, they can drum up all this, um, yeah, extra hype and excitement and really, you know, make things seem worse than they are and get people, you know, get people in a bit of a, um, in a bit of a, a hype about it, you know, and uh, it, even to go as far as looking at some of the reports we were watching and, and looking at their photos and things like that, they've got photos from a storm that came through town two weeks ago that they've obviously got off maybe the Headland for Sale page or local photographers and things like that who have photos um, from you know events around town, there's this big storm cloud that came over. It was literally two weeks ago. Everybody knows the storm because it's got a specific shape to it. It came in over the Salt Lakes and things like that. Um, this front and that that was a storm from two weeks ago. But they're using that to advertise cyclone uh, uh, tropical cyclone Veronica because it just it looks good, you know, just shit like that, man. And that's kind of the way the media works. You've always got to take everything that they say with a grain of salt. But at the same time, there's you know specific there's like legitimate warnings and things that need to be had and needed to be heeded to or adhered to in, in, a, in an event like this so you've got to pick your information well but um you can't just believe everything that um you hear especially from perth-based media companies and shit like that so 
But uh, yeah, man, I was saying that we've done our yard tie down here. You know, it took me two or three hours yesterday afternoon, then a good solid four hours today to get everything tied up and wrapped up and squashed into corners and pulled inside. And as as good as we can get the whole yard, it's quite bare out there at the moment. So it's kind of that, kind of at the stage now where it's like, well, we've done what we can do. Anything breaks or blows away or gets destroyed at this stage, it's just you know, it is what it is. And then if you look at my my Instagram feed, we go over and I put my head over the next door neighbor's yard. Some new dudes just moved in over the road there, and um, and his yard's just full of rubbish, just small little bits of metal and and you know tools, gardening tools, different like you know just just junk, Port Hedland style junk, just all through his yard. Not a care in the world, mate. He's out there yesterday while I'm tidying up my yard, strapping things down. He's out there with a young fella installing an aerial on his back veranda. And this thing has like a probably a three meter, 20 mil aluminium tube attached to it as like the, the arm for this aerial that's just tied to the hand railing of his back stairs sticking up above his roof height. So it, it's like flimsy. Like, I mean, a 20-kilometer-an-hour wind's going to get this thing just rocking back and forth, and he's setting that up a day before we've got a Category 4 cyclone due to hit, amongst all the other crap and junk in his yard as well. So it's just, mate, you know the saying, some mothers do have them. It's just there's dead right, mate. There's all breeds out there. And um, yeah, I got a I got an interesting one as a neighbour who's um, probably doesn't quite understand or grasp the concept of of what's going on at the moment. Even though he's an old school headlander, he's like this old school sort of homeless looking junky kind of dude, and he's in the he's in the state housing uh, house next door to us. But whatever, man, power to him. As long as his stuff doesn't end up flying through my windscreen or the windscreen of my car, it's uh, it's not really my problem. So, good luck to him, anyway, next door. But, um, yeah, we, we also went for a bit of a cruise yesterday afternoon. We missed the opportunity to get down there today, down to Cemetery Beach, to have a look at the, the high tide with the, the storm surge that's already sort of um, in effect, whereas they got the big rock wall in front of Cemetery Beach there. But along as far as we've got the main, uh, the main stretch of road that drives along the coast here in Headlands called Sutherland Street, and most of it's out of this so-called storm surge zone but cemetery beach is a beach park in sort of in the middle of town along that stretch of sutherland street nice little beach park there some barbecues and you got your your um uh, little gazebo huts and seatings and things like that there's a lookout there and some uh, kids play equipment and all that kind of stuff but that whole area is in like a bit of a ditch along that sutherland road top sutherland street and uh, it goes underwater on these big tides. So they have the 7.4 metre tide come in today and I think it was about 7.2 metres yesterday. And with the swell and everything from this storm off the coast or the cyclone off the coast, the waves come in and hit the big rocks at the front of the at, of this beach park and smash over the rocks and come through the gardens and, and basically the whole beach park's underground. You can walk through the beach park and it's knee-deep knee water. So that's pretty crazy and there's some good photos online on everything headland and things like that of um, massive waves hitting the rocks and smashing over the top of people who are standing there looking out and things like that, um, which is pretty cool, man. And uh, yeah, but by the time we went to have a look at that at sort of, 12.30, 1 o'clock today, the, the police were cutting off here, another yawn, sorry, police were cutting off the roads to get to that specific area, so we kind of didn't get in there and have a good look today, but there's a bunch of good photos, and we, we got down there yesterday afternoon as well, so, and um, I've got to admit that while we were out driving around today in some heavy rain and things like that, I did lose my temper, 
um, at a dude, so some guy, we were, like, we went for a drive, like, we just wanted to get out before Red Alert came and things like that, for our last chance to go out and, and stretch our legs a little bit before we were cooped inside for a solid 24, 18, sort of, uh, 24, sort of, uh, sorry, yeah, probably 24 to 30 hour period, um, and it was some heavy rain and things like that, but we'd been on the Town of Port Hedland and the Bomb websites checking out, like, how far away we were from Red Alert and things like that all afternoon. We'd actually been on there five minutes earlier before this happened, making sure we weren't in Red Alert yet. So we're still in Yellow Alert. You're allowed to be driving around, and there's cars all over the road doing bits and pieces here and there. And some dude in the town of Port Hedland truck rocks up as we're sitting on the side bro, sorry, uh, the sidewalk, you know, in the car, just looking at the ocean and stuff, pulls up next to us and just starts full chastising me, man, like a, like I was a child. Like he, I was ready to, I saw him pull up and I was like, oh, here we go, dude's going to tell us that, you know, probably a good time to go home. And I was I was more than ready to just say, yeah, mate, no worries, we'll, we'll, we'll turn around and go home now. Put down the window and this dude just starts yelling at me, man, he... he Straight out the bat, he's like, what are you doing? What are you doing sitting here? We bloody don't need people hanging around here. And so, once the cyclone comes in, we're 10 minutes away from a red alert. And you're, you're a bloody idiot being out here. You get a $1,000 fine for every tyre on your vehicle. And you've got kids in the back of your car. And he just starts going off on this rant, man. And like once he sort of got a, you know, a, a decent way into it, I kind of just lost my temper. And flipped out, flipped out at the dude and kind of just give give it back to him a little bit and said, listen here, dickhead, like, don't, don't 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 talk to me like that, mate, you know? Like, we've been checking for red alerts, you know what we're doing out here, we're going to go home in a minute, we're only five, you know, five minutes around the corner from here, there's plenty of other cars on the road. Kind of saw red from right there and lost my temper and he sort of shut up and put his window up and drove off. But I just thought, what a knob, mate. And that was at probably 12.30 in the afternoon, didn't go on red alert till three o'clock, so, you know, a solid two and a half hours later, there's literally people driving all over the roads and things like that. But just um, yeah, got my back up, man, and uh, I felt like a, I felt like an idiot afterwards because I did lose my temper at the dude. But I just couldn't believe in front of my family, in front of my kids, and everything, old mate talking to me like a like a child. So you do get dickheads around there um, every now and then. But um, anyway, I'm sure he's just probably. Bumped into a bunch of people driving around during the storm this afternoon, and he's a bit, a bit stressed and overwhelmed by the whole situation. So he, you know, that's the way he deals with it. So, but whatever. Uh, uh, I thought I'd bring that up because, yeah, I was embarrassed by my own behaviour afterwards. Even though my wife assures me it was alright, I was being rude. <laughs> um, so yeah, this storm got going on. Well, cyclone got going on. It's going to delay things. Probably going to close the roads down. Um, for a few days, depending on how bad things flood, my brother was supposed to be driving up to town uh, today, but um, yeah, we're going to sort of suck and see on that one. He's probably not going to be able to leave until Monday at this stage because yeah, this cyclone is going to be still um, pumping on on Sunday afternoon into Sunday early Sunday evening. So uh, I imagine there's going to be a lot of heavy rain, and I think there is some serious road closures going on around the place as well. So. Uh, yeah, it's a pretty big deal. I'm going to move on from this cyclone now anyway, uh, in a minute. Um, I just wanted to say, I think I, I, the the last time I was in a cyclone this size, I was a young boy, I don't really remember it. It was the late 80s. My, my dad tells me it was uh, called Tropical Cyclone Orson, O-R-S. 
A-U-R-S-O-N, Orson. And that was a Category 5 that hit us in Caratha. But, you know, as a kid, man, I don't really remember it. I know the house stood up pretty well. I know a big gum tree that we had a flying fox attached to got ripped out of the ground. I, was, I, was, I specifically remember being very impressed by that. But, you know, we fared fine back then, and I'm sure we'll fare fine tonight as well, mate. Like I said, we've done everything we can in the way of prep. I'm just going to batten the hatches down and, and, and ride the storm out. Now we've got all the animals inside and everything, and, and that's all we can do. So here's to Tropical Cyclone Veronica, and here's to moving on. Uh, this week, I just wanted to jump into a bit of a, a double band review. For no specific reason, just been listening to both of these bands a little bit over the week. They've both got new songs out this year, or sort of in the last month or two. And... Um, they're both Australian bands, both very different vibes to them, and I just thought, you know what, I, I, I feel like I'll, I'll do a bit of a double band review, have a chat, a little bit of a chat about these two bands and stories um, that stand out to me uh, about these guys, and then and flick through a couple of the of my favourite tracks of theirs. So, the first band on the list is Birds of Tokyo. Uh, so, Birds of Tokyo are a legendary sort of Australian rock ballad rock kind of band uh, that stemmed from another legendary Australian progressive rock band called Carnival. So Carnival been around for many years now, probably 15 years, and um, their lead singer, Kenny, started a side project called Birds of Tokyo. And it's pretty cool. They were very different, uh, as I said, Carnival or more like a uh, progressive metal sort of band, progressive rock metal type band. Really um, big, long sort of guitar and uh, um, instrumentals, really building, like in that same vein, not the same as, but in that same vein as like Tool, you know, progressive metal where things really build up slowly over a long period of time and introduce different sounds and timings and things like that. As the song goes along and progresses, um, that's the way Carnival work. And then this dude, Kenny's got just this really good voice, beautiful harmonies and things like that, and just a, a great front man and great singer. Uh, and his side band, Birds of Tokyo, are much more of a rock-based sort of band, like shorter songs, a lot of sort of like poppy rock, love ballad type things, really catchy verses, uh, choruses and things like that. And um, it was cool because... When we first, when these dudes first came around, me and a couple of guys, I was going out and watching a lot of gigs with at the time. Um, Tom, Tom O's is one of the boys. Um, we would, you know, go out and catch as many gigs as we could. And we saw the first sort of two to three Birds of Tokyo gigs that they did in in Perth. So this guy Kenny was in this other band Carnival, and they started up this side side project called Birds of Tokyo, and. Uh, Sort of the first few gigs, especially the first gig specifically, no one really knew who they were or what they were about. So we went and saw them in a little pub um, at the Ambar, um, behind Capital Bar, or the Capital Bar behind Ambar. No, what was it? It's, it's the Capital Bar, yeah, in Perth, on I think on Hay Street or Murray Street. Man, it's been so long now, back since those days, I can't remember all the names properly, but I think it's um, the Capital Bar on, I'm going to say Murray Street or Hay Street. Anyway, and um, there's like 20 people there, you know, it might, there might have been, might have been, might have been 50 people there, but it cost about 20 bucks to get in. No one really knew who they were, we listened to, they only had like an EP out, so they had about, 
you know, maybe five or six songs. A little gig that was awesome. Watched them. Thought, man, these dudes are awesome. Next time they played, two or three months later, we went down. There's you know a hundred people in the room, and the tickets cost sort of forty bucks. And then when we saw them again, another six months later, like the room's packed. They've moved to a bigger venue, and you know the tickets cost sort of sixty, seventy bucks. And just watching this band grow and grow and build sort of momentum behind them and get more songs and stuff and bigger fan base, it was really cool, man. Like just to watch something like that evolve from from scratch. And um, we saw them specifically one time. I think this might have been the last time I, that, I've, that I saw them live. At, um, and I was t- trying to remember the name of this venue as well. It's in Fremantle. And like in my head, I had like the Fremantle Railway Station or the old Fremantle Railway Depot or something along those lines. But I, I can't remember the name of it exactly. And I think that it is something like that, like an, an old... Uh, used to be a railway depot back in the eighteen nineteen hundreds or something like that, and it's you know now just used as a, a, a you know just the building still there. It's used as a pub and a live music venue, but I can't just I can't remember the name of it, man. I'm sure some some people know specifically what I'm talking about, but it was just cool old venue anyway. We saw them in it at, at Frio, and uh, there's this moment where we were watching the band. They just started doing the first sort of two or three songs. They were pretty good, you know, like standard, whatever. And then there was this weird thing that happened. Uh, as the band were playing, we kind of, the vibe changed as they were performing. And it was like, um, basically, we were all in in agreement that what we were witnessing was their drug kicking in. These dudes had had, had some pills, um, ecstasy pills, man, MDMA. And you could just see at about half an hour into the gig, where they individually would start sort of kicking in. There was this, the drummer, I specifically remember the drummer, who'd just been playing the first two or three songs. Normally, all of a sudden, things started kicking in for him, and he had this long hair, and he just throws his head back, and he's staring up at the sky, because he's like outside in this beer garden section out, out the back. Throws his head up in the sky, and he plays the rest of the gig with his head just facing the sky, just going, doesn't, does not stop, does not look down, does not engage with anybody or anything else for the rest of the gig uh, at all. He's just head back, looking up into the stars, into the stars, the keyboardist starts like hunching over his keys and his lot of hairs hanging in front of his face and he gets all in his weird zone and, and starts sort of flipping out. The lead singer's doing all these weird facials and starts throwing his microphone around and spinning and just get I mean, you know, we knew these dudes were sort of into that kind of scene anyway. It was just so funny to see it. So so clearly that's like so as clear as day that their, their pills were kicking in and they, they were really feeling the vibe, man. <laughs> and the entire gig just changed from the third or fourth song in. It was so much more intense after that and it was quite funny to stand back and, and watch that and like everybody around witnessed it and, and knew what was going on. It was pretty pretty cool, man, pretty funny. Uh, that's one of my, my memories of Birds of Tokyo. So I wanted to skip through or flick through a few of their songs now, um, sort of working from their older catalogue up to some of their newer stuff now and um yeah just have a little bit of a yarn about a couple of the songs as we go through it this um first song black sheets was off i think probably their second full might have been their first full length album they had about three eps or something before this but this is when they were like really sort of high energetic uh, sort of poppy i guess you could call them like poppy kind of uh rock ballady type uh songs but um just really good lyrics good um up tempo uh music and, and really catchy stuff like that so i'll jump straight into it and play a little snippet 
of uh, black sheets. So that's Black Sheets there, and um, you can hear he's got this really awesome voice, man. Real good set of pipes on him. Yeah, big vocal range. He hits all the high notes. Got really good harmonies and things like that. Real sort of drum, bass-driven sort of melody and uh, and, and um, rhythm to that to that song, which is a very uh, very classic to their earlier style of music. It was really just so kind of sing along, dance along kind of tunes. You know, you'd hear him. You only need to hear him. 30 seconds of the song and you're kind of hooked on it and you can, um, you know, dance along, sing along pretty easily, which is what makes them so addictive to listen to. Uh, the next song I've got here to play is called Wayside off the same album, Day One. Another great, another great track here, so... How long has it been? Did I forget to lay you down to? Struck out in a motel. I got my fingernails scratching at the drywall. I got so much headache. I can't get you out of my mind. In the heart. So I think with that one you can you can hear what I mean a little bit more about saying that they're a rock ballad type of band. You know they're uh, they've got that big rock guitar sound and that sort of really uh, oomphy drum beat behind them that 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 drives the whole thing. But he's got this really melodic sort of poetic way of writing and singing. You know this, it is kind of like a love ballad, but it's like a hard love ballad, sort of reminiscent of something from the late '80s, early '90s a little bit to me. Um, not, not as in the way that he sings, but it's got a bit of a vibe about it that's from something from a different era, you know. So, um, that's what I mean by a rock ballad type song, but it's definitely still poppy because it's got those big sounds, you know, that you, um, that you can kind of sing along to quite easy. Uh, next one's jumping to a different album. Uh, this is Universes. This is the track Broken Bones.
Now, this one sort of strikes me as nearly, nearly. Um, you could uh, um, liken that to like Muse, English English rock metal band Muse. Like where they've got that that's much bigger sound all over on this album. So the guitars and the bass and the drum are all sort of working in unison rather than having their own separate parts. If that makes sense. Um, it's one big sound, and then his voice, the way he's... He's got like a softer, high, more high-pitched voice, but it's still powerful, and he can kind of carry those big rock beats and rock tunes with his voice, and, and just gives it that more... Yeah, gives it some uh, 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 character, like like much like a muse would do, you know what I mean? And again, he's got really great sort of um, lyrical prowess with his songwriting and things like that, so it's very poetic. Uh, and the next song I want to jump into is where are we here? Back to my playlist. Um, this is this song's called Rose, and this was off like they did a uh, uh, an album called The Broken Strings. Well, it was a tour called The Broken Strings Tour where they toured around with a um, bunch of different stringed instruments like a cello and a violin and uh, and perhaps a what's the smaller one. Oh, it's going to kill me. The dude from One Man Musical, uh, from um, the One Man Musical Human Rights Show used uh, used one. It's a smaller version of like a violin, and I'm blanking on it. Anyway, they toured around with a bunch of different strings and redid some of their older songs. So this song, Rose, was off one of their very first EPs. So when I said we first started watching these guys live before they'd made a beer or anything like that, um, this is one of the, so- the, the songs that they used to play, Rose, and I always loved it. So once they started dropping albums and, and became bigger, some of those songs we listened to in the early days, they never came out on albums, and you could never get hold of them again. If you didn't buy the singles or still keep the single from when we were you know, listening to that stuff live, you just lost those tracks, man. You, you could never get hold of them, them again. So I was really um, stoked when they redid Rose uh, as an acoustic version on this Strings album. And this is a little taste of it here. Hey now, baby, I've been watching your every move. I've been drowning in the sweet rhythm that we pull. And now bow down, now bow down. Here comes the queen of hearts She's my baby Man, they're taking her away And now she's leaving me And now she's leaving Say now been watching your every move I've been drowning in the sweet love and empathy And I bow down, now bow down Cause this is gonna hurt She's my baby Man, they're taking her away Now she's leaving me Now she's
Sorry, I had a little bit of a malfunction then. I tried to jump straight into the next song, and um, I hit another song in between. <laughs> but that song's called The Gap, off the self-titled Birds of Tokyo album, and that one I love, man. Real big sort of rock beat to it, rock tune. Um, shows the, the kind of power that those dudes can bring uh, in some of their some of their music, man. Like, uh, it's kind of like real head-banging, foot-stomping kind of music, you know. It really gets you into the mood, into the zone, man. So... That's the gap. I've got two more songs from Birds of Tokyo to play ya. The next one's called Above and Below. And I just this one was um off the last album they brought out called Brace. And really weird because this album kinda was totally left field to everything else that they'd been doing in the past as they sort of did those rock ballad type um, you know, pop rock ballad type tracks that I was just describing and showing ya. This one went much more in the vein of the other side project. Uh, Carnival, so Carnival, as I said, was a, like a progressive rock type of metal band, and that's what this Birds of Tokyo whole album ended up sounding like—a progressive rock kind of metal band. But it was the Birds of Tokyo spin on it, which was really cool and interesting. But it was just weird how they developed into such a similar style as the other band that Kenny was involved in. So this is called Above and Below, and it's much more musically. Uh, involved than the typical Birds of Tokyo stuff and much more of a progressive type rock nearly metal kind of sound to it so here's above and below So I don't know if you get the vibe from that, but it's much more intense, sort of much more involved kind of sound. There's a lot more going on in the background. Um, yeah, it really builds up. and You've got a big sort of uh, carrying ethereal type vocals that get lead into a chorus and things like that. But uh, much different to the poppy sort of ballady type stuff that the birds used to do. And then well, the reason I decided to do a little review on the Birds of, uh, birds of Tokyo is because I only just noticed... I think yesterday, that they got a new song out. And I watched the film clip for this one. It's a really good film clip. And it's much more back in the vein of ballad, um, Birds of Tokyo writing ballads. So again, they've shifted gears differently in a different direction. And this sounds like a really, really personal song. So I think the lyrics are something to do with uh, him and his wife breaking up, her cheating on him and things like that. And it's just really personal, and but it's much more back in the vein of, of, of like a ballad, um, really lyrically driven. So this is the latest track from Birds of Tokyo called Good Lord. Took an oath in those lines Me and my tie And you all dressed in white 
When the band played Hey Now Our families danced Celebrating our vows Nobody loved you like I did Thought you'd be mother to my kid But it all changed when I saw you With someone else so Good Lord, good Lord, good Lord You made all those promises But you broke them like my heart Saying things like darling I do Until death do us apart Now the time's run out on our love Gotta leave these vows behind They were empty promises You would steal me every night Wow I don't know about you But that gives me shivers that song mate That's a beautiful powerful song And um, I do love people being raw And vulnerable And just putting putting their emotions out there And finding a way to, to get to get their story and their emotions and things like that across in a really compelling way like that. And that is very beautiful ballad type stuff. That's very lyrically driven, the music sort of... It could nearly be an acoustic track, that one. So um, I'm interested to see what the new album sounds like, if they're if it's more in the vein of their earlier stuff or if it's a bit of a mixture or just, I don't know. They've already, I feel like they've already done... There's a couple of albums in there I didn't really play any songs off where they went really commercially successful. And sort of just hit the radio charts for a bit, and I feel like they went away from that on that last album, where they went more progressive rock style. And now they've done this back to a kind of love ballad type style. So I'm interested to see where these guys take it um, artistically on this on this next album. But uh, that's my little review on Birds of Tokyo, and I'm going to shift gears again and jump quickly into a Sticky Fingers review. Um, and hopefully, I haven't lost you guys' attention here. Um, it was just something I wanted to do, a bit of a music-based podcast and hit a few few different tracks and things like that. So I hope it's um, not, you know, I hope it doesn't sound shit and I hope it doesn't bore people while I'm flicking through different songs and having a bit of a yarn about each track as it comes and goes. But um, yeah, I just wanted to be something that, I mean, this was part of the reason I started this podcast is to talk about music. So I'm just trying out some different formats, man. So uh, I hope this is uh, yeah, easy enough to listen to. But Sticky Fingers, they're like a reggae kind of psycho psychedelic rock band they're part kiwi part aussie you know got a real kiwi sort of influence to their music obviously with the reggae and things like that uh, these guys went on a musical hiatus for a couple of years from 2016 to 2018 and due in no small part to i think there was some drug and alcohol issues but it was whole thing was sparked by um there was a, a social media outcry that at some of their events they'd been behaving poorly to some of the female fans and I think there was a specific incident with another female artist Thelma Plum where the lead singer had an argument with her and spat on her or something like that and while I don't condone that kind of behaviour at all I actually have a great respect for women I've got a strong wife I've got a very strong sister Um, I've got a little daughter I've got a good relationship with my mother you know I've have a lot of very important women in my life. I respect women very highly. Uh, I don't condone that sort of shit. Uh, on the same token, I just think that people are a little too sensitive these days. If somebody's upsetting you don't, and you don't like the way that they're acting, especially in the music industry and a band and things like that, I just think don't hang around those people. Just 
part ways. I don't think we need to do a social media campaign to bring them down and force justice upon them and let the whole world know that they're a piece of shit. I mean, I just think of things like back in the 90s and 80s. Like, imagine if there'd been social media around and people... Uh, spilling their guts about what happened behind scenes at an ACDC concert or in excess or you know Guns N' Roses or, or Jimmy Barnes or any, any, any of these massive stars we know from the 80s and 90s and things like that like atrocious behavior would have been going on like and I'm not like I said I'm not condoning that but what do you expect man these are alcoholic drug addict musicians artists you know and if you, you want to hang out with those kind of people like there's a specific kind of you know there's a certain there's this kind of certain behaviors that you would expect to to see and like i just think that if you don't want to be around that stuff you don't hang out with them but these people there was this big social media campaign about them and triple j got behind triple j got behind this campaign and put a lot of pressure on these guys as well and they've kind of done this in the past with other bands. Like, uh, there's something about Australian bands where they're supposed to be held up to a higher standard than other bands around the around the world. Like, uh, specifically, there's a, 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 a an event that went down with Esso uh, from Bliss and Esso, the Australian hip hop band, and he put a photo up on his Instagram, I think it was, of him at the Miss Maud's Wax Museum in in England. Um, of standing behind Kylie Minogue, like pretending to do a doggy style or something like that, and and the the uh, powers that be at Triple J got hold of this photo and said that they weren't going to play Bliss and Esso's music anymore because of the derogatory um, behaviour towards women and all this kind of shit. Like off just off a stupid photo, like a joke. This is a guy again who's like married, he's got a partner, he's not like some creep or anything like that. Like, and then they'll, in the same breath, go and play like Danny Brown, who talks about slipping someone's girlfriend a Mickey in, on the dance floor so he can take her home, or Kanye West, who talks about all sorts of horrible shit. Um, you know, like just heaps of rappers, American rappers and things who talk about just horrible uh, misogynistic type shit. Um, which I, doesn't bother me. It's rap music. I listen to Eminem for fuck's sake. But there's people that talk about all sorts of horrible mis- misogynistic type of shit, and we let it go because they're American artists. And then an Australian artist has a picture of him to pretend to do Colin Minogue dog style, a wax fucking statue of her, and we're going to stop playing his music. It's like this is fucking bullshit, mate. That kind of thing. I just think fuck off. And same with this, like. Uh, some band members who were drunk and probably take so many drugs fucking were acting sleazy to me behind stage after their gig will slap him in the face tell him he's a fuckhead and leave like this that's it end of the story but anyway I guess that's not how things happen they had this big hiatus and they had to give some interviews and apologise publicly about their, their behaviour towards women and all this kind of shit and they came back in 2018 and started dropping some more music so I've got eight minutes left. I'm gonna before I don't want to have to stop this recording and start again. So I'm gonna flick through some of their big tracks quickly. Like I said, they're uh, um, reggae, psychedelic rock type band with some really good, um, really good vibe, really good feeling about them. And I'm just gonna flick through some of their back catalogue quickly so we can get it all in um, before this before the time runs out of this podcast. First track I'm gonna play for you will be how to. Fly.
song off the same album is called Australia Street It was a real sunny day We were chilling in the land Of the Camperdown Park Nobody had a frown Reminiscing on the days Where we used to have a blaze Everybody came around And we laxed out on the and we'd spar and we'd laugh And the night would just go on and on For the rest of my life That memory will stay Man, fuck, that was a good time cool sound about them man there's something there's something about them the way they mix up their their sound it's a kind of reggae but it's very uh it's very individual and different as well man i really love that love the sound of them he's got a cool voice the old mate as well uh the next track on the play is bootleg rascal I keep running down the same road And the people keep on coming down to my show All the king's membranes and all the burnt bridges Could everybody would have put it back together again I keep falling down the same stairs To a city with a nitty-gritty plan to brainwash on my ears I'm free-falling through this life show Free-falling true and slow Free falling won't stop me no more Cause I'm a bootleg rascal yeah. It's like your classic dub step reggae type track there Which is just cool, real cruisy stuff And the next track's in the same veins called Caress Your Soul So I say, I hate when you're away, I killed you so you'd stay, cause you would not be caress your soul. Squeezing the last two songs here now quickly before I run out of time. Next song I'm going to play for you is Gold Snafu.
So yeah, I know I've flicked through those songs quite quickly. I'm just running out of time on the uh, recording here, but I just wanted to expose anybody who's listening who hasn't heard uh, Sticky Fingers to what they're what they do and what they're all about, man. Because I reckon they're one of one of Australia's definitely uh, most unique and different sounding bands. Got some wicked styles and got some really good songwriting as well. And the the lead singer, he's kind of one of those dudes. Uh, I look at him and I think, man, I don't know if he's going to last for the in the long run because he kind of looks like one of those guys that's got a I think he's got some you know mental health issues and things like that and could be one of those tortured artist type type of guys so I don't know hopefully he does alright in the long run but kind of one of those people you want to treasure and, and, and uh, enjoy while, they, while they're around while they're healthy and things like that making good music so on that note I just want to say to everybody again stay safe for the while the cyclone is going on everybody, everybody up in Headland everybody else don't worry about us we'll be all good um, cyclone episode number 32 over and out I'm going to drift off with the latest song by Sticky Fingers called Not Done Yet so here's a little bit of a taste of the latest track alright everybody thanks for listening thanks for your time and peace out I get lonely